Welcome back. You're listening to This Week. Now, for some listeners, this next topic is of a sensitive nature and listener discretion is advised. He is the writer of one of the most beloved TV sitcoms of all time, but the co-creator of Father Ted, as well as other comedies, including The IT Crowd and Black Books, says he has been cancelled, that he's lost everything, including his marriage, due to his critical views of transgender activism. Graham Lenehan claims that he is a defender of children's rights. His critics disagree. He has written a book on his career entitled Tough Crowd, in which he articulates his views. I spoke to him earlier, and here is an edit of our interview in which I first asked him whether he regrets surrendering his successful career to pursue a crusade against transgender activism. We are talking about children being told that they have been born into the wrong body and they need to take drugs and have surgeries to quote-unquote fix this mistake. Now, some people think that this is a reasonable point of view. I do not. So when you say that I'm on a crusade, I think even that word is just slightly weighted to make it sound like I have become mad. But... We're talking about the most important thing of all, which is the safety of our children. I want to hear your point of view and get a sense of where you're coming from in all of this. But I I do also want to ask about how you have conducted yourself in this debate. I mean, even in your book, um, you describe the people who defend trans rights as being like nascent Nazis. Uh, You say like Nazi socialists, uh, like national socialists. Uh, Gender ideology is a movement which attracts the worst kind of people time and time again. Central figures in the trans rights movement are revealed as grifters, thugs, paedophiles or perverts. I mean, when when you compare the defenders of trans rights to nascent Nazis, that, that is divisive, it is offensive, and it's just plain nasty, isn't it? Is it worse than gay children being sterilised and mutilated? But but do you ever not question your own conduct when... Um, but when, please when, just when, answer that when, question when, before when, we go on. When you're, I, I, but I, no, but I, want, I want to ask you about your, con- your own conduct. No, it, no, no. But when, what I'm asking is, how is, is, what is worse? Young children being mutilated and sterilised or my conduct on Twitter? Why are we talking constantly about my conduct and not the kids? Did you know that the, one of the youngest people who went to the Tavistock was Irish? The Tavistock has now been closed. Well, the Tavistock Clinic is scheduled to close in March next year and it will be replaced by two regional hubs that will provide specialist services uh, for children. But, but I do want to get back... Yes, to- I've read that Wikipedia entry as well. And, and, and people, there's still a large amount of debate over what that actually means. There is. And what me and people like me are trying to do is we are trying to be able to speak about the welfare of these kids. But trans rights activists... They, they barrack women who are trying to talk. They bang on the doors of meetings. They block people going in. That's what trans rights activists do. Okay, that but, is also but, but, but I want you to, I'm, I'm just asking you about your own conduct here because, I mean, I mean you, you know, do, do you ever question your own conduct? I mean, when, when your arguments against trans rights activists amount to um, referring to them as Nazis or paedophiles or groomers, do you, do you not ever say to yourself... That, that's, that's a step too far and this is not going to um, enhance any rational debate on this subject. Do you, do you not ever ask yourself why you're not interested in that Irish 
kid who went to the Tavistock. Where is he now? Why are you so obsessed with my conduct when people like J.K. Rowling have had a reputation destroyed? Why are you so focused on my conduct when all this is going on? Well, there are there are people who are minded to be sympathetic to the trans community, but who also do have concerns about certain things. Maybe maybe it's the participation of, of transgender women in women's sports or the sharing of changing rooms or that type of thing. But but when you when you weaponize those issues by suggesting that uh, the transgender community or the, the people who defend their rights are predators, that, that makes the debate toxic, doesn't it? Um, Andrew Miller in Scotland, and well, let's take Adam Graham. Adam Graham in Scotland was a so-called trans woman. He was also a double rapist who was nearly placed in a Scottish women's prison. The only reason it didn't happen is because it was noticed and people kicked up a stink. The reason this is a dangerous movement is because it is so incoherent that predators can glom onto it and get away with things they wouldn't normally be able to get away with. Graham, aren't you just cherry-picking small, extreme examples of people who have done bad things when there is a whole wider community of people who are leading quiet and respectful lives and and they're asking the same um, uh, of other people to, to leave them alone? They didn't leave J.K. Rowling alone when she described how important single-sex spaces were to her. Is your solution then to up the ante to match fire with fire if you say there's extremist um, contributions from the transgender uh, activist community, then you're going to match that with extremist language of your own? No, if I'm extreme and if I'm angry, it's and, and with respect, I, I do appreciate you giving me a chance to answer these questions and, and, and you're being robust and, and that's fair enough. However, I have to say, journalists have not been covering this issue for the last five or six years. We have, we, you know, many Irish people have been cancelled because of it. Uh, we've, we've all, like, I am the writer of Father Ted, which I always hoped might mean something to Irish people. And my friends and colleagues just watched as I was crucified for standing up to this movement. And all we're asking is to be allowed to speak about it without having our livelihoods destroyed. When you say that that you are standing up for women's rights, um, do you not think that women can speak for... You don't say that. I understand my career. I am standing up for my career and I'm standing up for children. I, I am an ally to women who are fighting for their rights and I try and amplify their voices as often as I can. For people then who are trying to understand where you're coming from, I mean, what are you actually trying to achieve? Destroy it. I want to destroy it. Destroy, I think it's evil. D- destroy what? I mean, do you accept that, that transgender... Turn, do, no, can I ask the question? Do you accept yeah, that transgender people exist and have a right to exist? What do you mean by transgender? Uh, I suppose I'm describing somebody whose gender identity differs from the sex that they were assigned at birth. So you believe we have a gender identity? I'm asking you, what, what are you actually trying to, to achieve? I mean, do you, do you accept that people whose gender identity differs from the, the, the sex they were assigned at birth, that those people have a right to exist? 
you're using the word assigned at birth as if sex is just something that's just kind of casually uh, uh, laid out. Our sex is not assigned at birth. Our sex is observed by doctors, and that is our sex. It's not a subjective thing. It's an objective thing. So when you say assigned at birth, it kind of shows me that you kind of believe in this nonsense. And it is nonsense. There's no such thing as a gender identity. Sorry, do, do, do you then not believe that trans people have a right to exist and to live their lives. If you mean by trans people, transsexuals, you know, of whom I count many uh, as friends, then yes, of course, transsexualism is a, is a real thing. Uh, people who have dysphoria need medical help just like everyone else. But what's happening at the moment is a mass misdiagnosis of people who are just gender nonconforming and they're being told they're the opposite sex. Some of them, thank God, get out of it. But I know many who are taking testosterone, who are, who are taking drugs, cause sex hormones, they do things like they cause brittle bones, and no one has told these kids. And again, I'm afraid the reason no one has told these kids is because the media is not covering it properly. Which means that I get very frustrated and angry and I've had six years of not being able to work because people are casting these opinions as bigotry. I mean, transgender people do have, they do have rights and it is the obligation. What do you mean? What do you mean by transgender people, though? Well, what do you mean? Well, when I hear transgender, I just say it could mean anything. So when you say transgender people, you're talking about a wide range of very, very different experiences. But they're all being told they're all the same. And they're all being told the same lies about their health. I mean, mean, people will say, though, Graham, that like the world is changing. Society is becoming inclusive. It is recognising all sorts of people. And like, isn't it backward looking? regressive uh, if you're trying to take people's rights away from them. You're trying to take, sorry, not you, um, but they're trying to take women's rights away. They're trying to destroy single-sex spaces. They've already destroyed women's sports. It's outrageous. I don't understand why I still have to explain myself like I've done something wrong when people are allowing young girls' dreams to be stolen. It's It's daylight robbery. And you talk a lot in your book about protecting children. I mean, do you accept, though, that there are uh, children who who question their gender and have been doing so for years? And many of those people uh, are in deep distress and they need help. They need expert medical help. Yeah, but they haven't been getting it, you know. Well, well, I mean, like the, the Tavistock whistleblowers—they they went through terrible. Uh, they were cancelled as well. They lost their jobs. It's only recently that people have started to see that they were right. I, I want to come back to to you and to your own decision to to speak about these issues. There, there is a section in your book, right at the very start, where you describe uh, being at home and hearing your own family laughing down downstairs, thinking of a time where you might have gone down to join them to see what the joke was about. But you say that you couldn't do that anymore because you would have been like Lurch from the Adams family. You would have killed the atmosphere. When you consider what, you, what you've lost, your career, your friends and your marriage, has this been worth it? What's more important than protecting these kids? But ha- has it been worth it to you? What's more important than protecting these kids? I, c- I had no other choice. 
I, uh, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not happy uh, at the situation uh, that I wandered into. But I genuinely thought when people heard these issues that everybody would be joining to help. And no one did. I was completely isolated. I was completely left alone. Every argument I made to people, they either ignored it or muted me. No one wants to hear about all this stuff because they know that if they do speak up, they'll end up like me. And, and, there, are, and, there, and, and there are people, I mean, who, who find the path you've taken just to be sad. I mean, that's that someone so talented, someone so intelligent would choose the path you've gone uh, down. Um, and I, I mean, there are people who, who enjoyed your work, who feel bereft because of they've lost it. I mean, would you, would you do anything differently again, knowing how all of this was going to end up for you? I, yeah, I, what I do is I get in touch with you very, very early on. And I'd say, can you cover this so I don't have to? I'm a comedy writer. You're a journalist. You should be covering it. I don't want to cover it because I'm not a journalist. But I had to because no one else was doing it. D- does this consume you now? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Do, do you ever think you will write a television comedy again? Uh, I do if other people start to step up and, and, you know, and do their jobs on this issue. You know, it's, it's like just been it's been complete media silence. If the conversation, if it becomes safer for people like me and people like Rosie Kay and J.K. Rowling and all the rest of us to be able to talk about this issue without being called bigots, without having our careers threatened, then then it will I will be able to write comedy again. But when other people aren't doing their jobs and are picking up the slack and examining these issues as diligently as they should be, considering the stakes involved, then it's just left to me to go mad trying to get the word out. That was the writer Graeme Lenehan speaking to me earlier. We did invite representatives from both Tenny and Belong To, both of whom advocate for tra- transgender rights, for a separate one-to-one interview on this programme today. Both organisations declined our invitation. Coming up, Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly on the HSE recruitment freeze. <laughs> 